Snakes? Snakes? I don't know no snakes. Welcome in to the Bro Force Squad podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros, and tonight a girl, drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 166, and I'm your host, the mayor, Jeff Pornasek. Before we get started with the movie discussion, let's go around and meet the fellow bros and woman. This is the first one. <laughs> you have to be much more politically correct. First, we go in the lab to the med. Shows you how many women we have on the show. We don't even know how to introduce them. Lots. I've seen, I've seen a vagina before. I saw a boob. Well, it was the outline of a boob one time. One but. time. Silhouette. Yeah. And it was in a dream, but I mean, still. First, we go in the lab to the mad scientist Brian Banner. Banner, what's the greatest game show of all time? Wow, that's tough. Um, I would say, honestly, I think Survivor is, at least in consideration. First off, the prize money alone, a million dollars for a month and a half's worth of work. Uh, yeah, sure, you gotta, you know, shit in the woods and wipe your ass with leaves, but if you can make it, that's pretty good bang for your buck. But that's a reality show. We shit in the woods and wipe our ass with leaves when we go camping anyway, so that's just another weekend for us. That's true. Yeah, I, I would I consider it a game show. They are competing for a prize, right? That's yeah. the definition of game show? Sure, I'll go with that. Competing for a prize? I mean, I, yeah, for a sum of money at the end, that's what I, I would consider that a game show. What what are what are you thinking? Like supermarket sweep? I meant I was thinking like Price is Right, Supermarket Sweep. Of course, it was brought on because tonight we're doing Jeopardy. I thought that's fine. How much does Survivor pay you to say that? Doesn't matter. Starts with a seven, I think, based on what I got out of you. $73. <laughs> Worth it. Next, we go to the American hero, Nate Thurmond. Nate, are you still mad about the ending of No Country for Old Men? Uh, yeah, but surprisingly, I've kind of come around on it. I, I think it's a good movie in and of itself, and I can kind of put that behind everything else of the, of the ending and how it just kind of ends and you don't really know what's coming. Um, but overall, well, hold on. You're asking me if I'm still mad. I'm still mad at the ending. Yes, but I can, I can kind of overcome that for the sake of the, the cinematography of every, every, everything. So the rest of it is really good, but yeah, the, I know it's a really good movie. It's just that last seen, two minutes really pissed me off still. I remember seeing that with you in theaters and you were not happy. What is what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's probably me. It's fucking Skype. Definitely it sucks. You. I'm just trying to get it to work. I'm sorry. For those of you at home, Brian Banner, we're on Skype, and he just changed the background to it looks like we're at a hibachi restaurant or something. Um, or The Last Supper. I can't tell which one. I'm not seeing that on my side. It's fine. Lastly, we go to our special guest, the Mrs. Thurmond. Who is joining us, Mrs. Thurman? Uh, can you please tell the viewers at home that you are on this podcast of your own free will and not at all being forced to do so? Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Perfect. We can edit out the. Yeah, that's the right answer. We can edit out the uncertainty in the beginning. We could. And we won't. Mentioning but we could. The we could. We're not going to. Yeah, but one of us can have to spend 10 minutes on that afterwards. Yeah. 
All right, well, if you have not listened to our show before, we start every episode off with the most important thing in any bro's life, and that is chess day. And as you're listening to this, it is probably close to the uh, date of November 8th, which November 8th, 2020, uh, the world lost a legend and a great philanthropist and game show host, Alex Trebek. So if you go back to episode 133 of the Bro 4 Squad, we actually started what we said should be an annual tradition and that's to honor the late Alex Trebek playing Movie Jeopardy on the podcast. Now, I don't remember who won last year. Was it you, Nate? It was you or Cycle, I think. Uh, I, not to toot my own horn, I think it was me, yeah. Okay. There was something – there was there was some weird stuff. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to the episode. But Cycle was up there, and then he made a huge fumble near the end. That um, Yeah, there was – some weird, like, aggressive play. I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> confident in saying I was nowhere uh, so, near the leader. <laughs> hey, but you, you hustled the whole time. You know, ran out, yeah. Ran out the ground balls. So tonight we will be playing movie, movie Jeopardy. Uh, pretty simple rules. I've made a Jeopardy board, which uh, obviously we'll play through. We have three separate categories and a final Jeopardy question. And based on a random draw before the show, a la... Whenever I just started the game, it picked three random avatars, which I think you'll know who is who. Uh, you will be selecting questions in that order. Now, we've decided you can't lose money for getting a question wrong. So we'll have mercy, unlike Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. And after you miss a question, or if you miss a question, we will go in reverse order for someone to steal. So, like, if Nate goes first, Mrs. Thurman goes second, and Brian goes third... If Nate misses a question, it would then be whoever went before him's turn to steal next. If it doesn't make sense, you'll, it's not that complicated. We'll figure it out, right? It's our show. We can make our own rules. <laughs> All true. All right. If you guys are ready, I'm going to unveil the board to you on my shared screen. Can we all see it? Yes. yes. I see it. I see it twice, but I'm pretty sure that's just my own fault. Okay. So... The avatars at the bottom, we have a pineapple, which I think should represent Nate Thurmond, uh, a polar bear, and Mrs. Thurmond. I was looking for a panda bear, but this is the closest they had. So you'll be represented by the polar bear. And then a character named Aiden, who obviously is you, Brian. Clearly confused, so very fitting. Yeah. He kind of looks like you, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I got a little, little shorter hair, I could see the resemblance. You're both white. Yes. Step one. I have a black sweater. These are the three categories we have. We have 2021 in film, where I will read you the plot synopsis for a movie that has come out this year, and you'll have to guess what it is. No. 90s movies. That was pretty self-explanatory. And Big Time Rip, where I will ask you a question about a since-deceased actor. Or who is ripped? Tor- who is ripped torn? Damn it! All right, hey, thanks for playing. That was the million dollar, <laughs> million dollar catchphrase. If you just say that, the game ends. Yes. All right, so Nate Thurmond, we will begin with you. The board is wide open. Anything <laughs> you want. Where do you want to start tonight on Movie Jeopardy Volume Two? Uh, let's go middle of the board. Nineties movies for three hundred. Nineties movies for three hundred. If he gets it wrong, uh, we go to. Mrs. Thurman to steal. Or do we go the other way? No, she go to me. Other okay. way. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. For 300, you said? Yeah. 90s movies for 300. 
<clears throat> who is the actress who hasn't found success in the aughts that played Kat Stratford in 10 Things I Hate About You? Okay, here we go. It is... Okay, who is Julia Stiles? Oh, good job. Go. Yeah. Who is? Julia Stiles is correct. You're the pineapple. 300 points. Poor Julia. Fun fact, that is a movie. What is? 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> You're done. Can, imagine, like, fucking with Alex Trebek that bad. And he's like, what? I know. All right, All right thanks, everyone. I'm go to bed. Or going on Jeopardy and feeling like you had the prerogative to just say fun facts at random times. Like, sir, this is a Wendy's. All right, so 300 points to Nate Thurmond. Mrs. Thurmond, you are up. Anything left on the board? Uh, 90s, 400. 90s movies for 400. Why are you looking at me? Why not? What 90s movie features a character named Sarabi who's kind of a nagging bitch? Ugh. Um, what is The Lion King? That is correct. Wow, that's a $400 King. question. $400. Yeah. All right, I regret inviting her on here, guys. Brought a fucking ringer in. Already. <laughs> How much is she paying you when she wins? Half. Oh, well, there you go. It's a win-win. Nope, not happening. Yeah. Can't, oh, can't argue with that. Brian Bander, what would you like to go with? Uh, let's go 90s 500. Let's just up the ante. Wow, 90s movies for 500. We like this category. In the Truman Show, Jim Carrey's character ironically has a catchphrase, he says to his neighbors. Ironic because he doesn't know he's actually starring in a TV show. What is the catchphrase? Hint, it starts with good morning, and in case I don't see you. Uh, good bye? I don't know. I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. Is goodbye your final answer? I'm going to say it shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> It Fair should enough. not yeah. be, because that is incorrect. Mrs. Yeah. Thurman, you have a guess. Uh, it's there, but I can't think of it. It's like, if I don't see a goodbye, good night, and don't let the bed bugs bite. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that would have worked, yeah. Fortunately, no, Nate. <laughs> okay, hold on. I have this... Something in my head is pretty simple, but uh, in case I don't see it, what is good afternoon and good evening? I'm going to give that to you. It's good afternoon, good evening, and good night, or tonight is what he says. Oh. I knew there was three things. Oh, okay. Close. I'll, 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 take the, uh, I'll take the courtesy there. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad the $500 one was a little bit trickier. <clears throat> All right, back to Nate. Yeah, Thurman 300, 400 fucking softballs, and I get 500, and it's a... <laughs> so an update after one time through. Nate Thurman has $800, Mrs. Thurman 400, and Brian uh, will probably steal this one, but he currently has zero. Nate, anything on the board? 2021 in film, 90s movies are big-time rip. Um, okay, this might, this might bite me in the ass, but let's go ahead and try and uh, put a dagger in it. Let's go 500 for big-time rip. Oh. oh. God, Hail Mary in the first quarter. Love it. Big time rip for $500. 
Before he was taken from us way too soon, this actor starred as both Thurgood Marshall and James Brown, among many others. Mm. Um. Uh. Wow, there's one on top tip of my tongue and I cannot get it out. Uh, Time's up. We need a guess. Well, this is going to be uh, who is Ray Charles? Is <laughs> I'm sorry, no. Brian Banner, do you have a guess? I believe that was Chadwick Bosman. That, that is the late, great Chadwick Bosman. He also played Jackie Robinson among like, yeah. the biopic greats. And I he feel embarrassed. Played, that's 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 the name I was trying to get out, and I was put on the spot and could not get it. At least you, at least you guessed something, you know. You took the I bat was, off the yeah. shoulder. Tried to see a White Panther, but all right. So now we have a ball game. Nate Thurman has eight hundred, Mrs. Thurman four hundred, and Brian Banner five hundred. Mrs. Thurman, the board is yours. Uh, so you have no idea what came out this year, but let's do twenty twenty one three hundred. There you go. Love it. 2021 to film for 300. This is the plot synopsis. The world is stunned when a group of time travelers arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing a global war against a deadly alien species. And you have seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was about to say. She's seen this too. <laughs> and I think I spelled travelers wrong in the synopsis. So disrespectful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did too. Um... Don't focus I've on seen that. This? Yes. Okay, that's all. I'm, I'm stuck on that now. I'm not giving you any other hints. And since we were talking, I'll give you. Time is up, and we'll give ten <laughs> oh more seconds God. for you. Twenty. Nate's okay, like, I'll watch it. Urgent message. Yeah. Thirty years in the future. I mean, this is not Back to the Future because that came out years ago. <laughs> but Back to <laughs> what is Back to the Future? I'm sorry, no. Nate Thurman. <laughs> what is Tomorrow War? Yes, the Tomorrow <laughs> War with Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt, and they the drop in, and he goes into a pool on the top of the thing, and they have the aliens that shoot the things. Was I awake for it? Yeah. Yovana yeah, Starskovsky is in it. Oh, my God. Is that how you pronounce He's, her name? That's he has how a I daughter, and he goes in the future, and his daughter is, like, the scientist. Oh, wait, what was it called? The Tomorrow, uh, Tomorrow War. Yeah, would never <laughs> guess that. At least you had the balls I, to go for that category, finally. You know, everybody's been, been afraid of it. All right, $1,100 for Nate Thurman, $400 for Mrs. Thurman, $500 for Brian Banner. Brian, the board is yours. Wow, you want some balls? All right, fine. Uh, 2021 in film, $500. Jesus. Yeah, I do want some balls. I want more balls. <clears throat> All right, 2021 in film for $500. Mrs. Thurman, be ready to steal if he misses it. Again, this is the plot synopsis. Deputy Sheriff Joe Deke Deacon joins forces with Sergeant Jim Baxter to search for a serial killer who's terrorizing Los Angeles as they track the culprit. Baxter is unaware that the investigation is dredging up echoes of Deke's past. I, uh, I can't give you that hint. Never mind. Was this was this released on a streaming service or was this a theatrical hey, release? Can we hey, ask that? I don't think I can allowed? answer that. I don't think I can. It was released. I'll say that. Okay. I'll give another courtesy and give you 10 extra seconds, though time is up. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, Mr. Thurman, thank you for not me benefiting. 
I just like I, it. And I actually know this one, but I, I can't remember the title right off the top of my head. Yeah. So. Oh, what is it? Serial killer. I feel like it's got Hall in it, but I don't feel right. like it does. Banner, we need an answer. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to just go on record and say Deke is still the worst character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because that's all I could come up with uh, when I see the, the name Deke. I'm just having that's PTSD. That's the name of the movie that you're saying? Okay. Yeah, that would be a long – that title would not play well in markets. Yeah. So that's yeah, not I correct. know. I, I don't know what it is. Yes. Is this, this the, is the $500 question. Like, don't the ask me. I don't, I don't remember the name of that movie anyways. But there's like, oh, what's the serial killer? I don't know. Um, What is Independence Day? <laughs> no. <clears throat> this was earlier in the year, so this one is pretty hard. Nate, how about you? I was you? close, right? Okay, hold on. Give me like five seconds. I think I... It seems like if I don't know, I'm going to guess. You know, movies, time is up, Nate, but I'm willing to okay, give you another that's 10 fine. seconds. Okay, thanks. Because I know exactly who started Denzel and uh, – Yes. Uh, Denzel and oh. – what's his name? Uh, uh, the Little Things? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, seriously? The Little Mal- Things. Because Mal- I was Mal- getting Mal- that mixed Alec, up. You're at Leto. Yeah. Yeah, Rami Malek, yeah. What's the uh, – What's the series with maybe Amy Adams in it that has little big little uh, lies, uh, little fires? Yeah, I kept being like big little, little lies in my head and sharp, sh- sharp objects. objects and I don't know. Yeah, but little things. Okay, good. With Hold that, Nate out. Thurman has sixteen hundred dollars, Mrs. Thurman four hundred, and Brian Banner five hundred, and we are back to Nate Thurmond. There's final Jeopardy, so you can wager in that. So just stay in the hunt, guys. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, let's go. Yeah, big time rip 400. Big time rip for 400. Although we rarely dabbled in comedy, this late actor cracked us all up when he kept screaming raindrops in a Ben Stiller film while bricking jump shots playing pickup basketball. Who is one of the stars of Twister, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman. And uh, I love in that scene. There's like an all-time great line if you're ever playing pickup basketball where Ben Stiller asked to switch who they're guarding because the guy he's guarding took his shirt off and he's sweating a lot. And Philip Seymour <laughs> often goes, I just figured out how to guard this guy. <laughs> like, that's a reason not just, to do. Just unlocked it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Sasquatch. All right, Nate's up. Uh, he has $2,000. Miss Thurman has 400 Brian Banner has 500 This is Thurman. The board is yours. I'm going to have to go back to 90s movies, 200. There we go. What 1991 movie had the tagline, it's nothing personal, this time he's back for good? I don't know why they put for good in there, but. That's weird. take. Okay, it's nothing personal. 1991 sequel. Hmm. The he's back. Oh, is that a creepy movie? I don't know. Or the. No, you got like five. Oh, uh, what is the Terminator? Oh yes, T two Judgment yeah. Day. Yeah, there you go. I don't know why they said for good. Like I think he actually dies in the movie. <laughs> I was gonna say, doesn't he? Isn't he not come back? Well, we meant like for good for like the hour forty minutes 
of this movie. Oh, gotcha. Or like he's back for good versus like evil. Oh, was that's he being a good guy? I'm fucking stupid. He is sense. a good guy in the second one. Yeah, it yeah. just came to me. I got lucky. I got lucky. Wow. Yeah, that wow. makes way more sense than like permanently being back. All right, Nate has 2,000, Mrs. Thurman 600, Brian Banner 500. Banner, you're up. Uh, let's go 2021 in film 400. All right. Mrs. Thurman, be ready to steal. A thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discovers that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire oh, lives what the fuck was into this a called? single day. Okay, I think I know what the fuck was this called? It just came out. In this year. Fuck. <laughs> That's 2021. <laughs> Very insightful. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like it was a 2021 film. <laughs> Hold on, wait. It feels wait. right. <laughs> Don't tell me what year it came out. I know it. All right, time's up, Brian. It's like family vacation or something like that. Not even close. No. No. Mrs. No. Thurmond. Oh, this is a, they this have is like a M Night Shyamalan. Yes, they have commercials like every five minutes on every single channel for yeah. it. I think it like the the trailer for it debuted during the Super Bowl, if I remember right. And I I haven't seen this yet. I kind of want to see it, but I don't like horror films, and it's kind of borderline. So yeah, Cycling I actually did a review on it. Yep. Oh, Fuck. okay. I'm gonna check. I it remember out. now. <laughs> <laughs> Like I know exactly what the previews and everything. Um, yeah. What is Island Time? That Sorry. sounds so much cooler than what it actually is. <laughs> Nate, do you really? know the title? I think so. I think it's pretty simple. Just old. Old is correct. Yeah. Uh, Based on a short story called like Sandcastles or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who picked that? Brian? Yes. Unfortunately. Nate Thurman, you're up. You have $2,400. Miss Thurman has 600 Brian has 500 Can I just cash out? <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I don't mind 600 bucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, On the actual like Jeopardy, to... if you get second, you, know, you get like a, just 1000 automatically. Mm-hmm. Or, Wait, sorry, what was that? Place, I mean. Yeah, if you yeah. get third place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you just have a dollar. Yeah. As long as you make it to final, so. Nice. Um, let's go big time rip three hundo. Big time rip three hundo. This late king of comedy has a little remembered role as the car salesman who sells Shia LaBeouf Bumblebee in the original Transformers movie. God. Uh, who's Bernie Mac? Bernie Mac is correct. Motherfucker. The route is yeah. Brian. You know like, I too much of random shit. Bingo, bango, bongo. It's a pretty funny scene, actually. But a lot of people. It's a good. It's a good little bit roll. All right. Uh, uh, we're just playing to cover the spread, basically to get to the point where you can wager enough to have a shot at Nate. Nate has twenty-seven hundred. Mrs. Thurman six hundred. Brian Banner five hundred. Miss Thurman, you're up. Uh. Let's try 2021-200. There we go. When a bank teller discovers he's actually a background player in an open-world video game, he decides to become the hero of his own story, one that he can rewrite himself. What? (laughs) That's a good start. 
Um, Brian might have a chance. Background player? He discovers he is a background player in an open world video game. I know the movie. I don't know if I can remember. Big (laughs) Cutie. Yeah. That's the only hint. That's it. I want to give her a hint. My guess is uh, what is Wreck It Ralph? Ooh. (laughs) Did not come out in 2021, but good guess. Background player, video game. Yeah. He's a hero. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Nate, do you have a guess? Um, I do. Hold on. Let's see. God. Nothing's even coming to me. We'll go with uh, Jumanji. Good guess. But unfortunately, no. Brian, do you remember the movie? Free Guy. Free Guy yeah, is correct. Yeah, Starring Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is in it. Yeah. yeah you know, Ron, Ron, Ryan Reynolds is married to Blake Lively. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard that. Yeah. I'd heard that. All right. Nate, $2,700. Miss Thurman, $600. Brian, $700. Brian, you're up. Uh, Let's go 2021 film, $100. Let's close it out. Yeah, not a lot of money left here. All right, the $100 question in 2021 film. Dr. Lily Houghton enlists the aid of wisecracking skipper Frank Wolf to take take her down the Amazon in this ramshackle boat. What is the Jungle Cruise? That is correct, of course, starring Emily Blunt. And Dwayne. Does he still go by The Rock Johnson, or is he just... I don't know. He's got like eight names, probably, he goes by. I don't know. <laughs> Address me as all eight, please. Yeah. In the proper sequence. If you get it out of order, kick your all right. dick. Not a lot of money left here on the board, um, but we'll see what happens. Nate has 2700 right. Thurman 600 Brian 800 Nate, you're up. Last turn for everybody. Let's go... 90s won. Damn it. 90s for $100. <laughs> In Rookie of the Year, what famous soft drink does Henry McAllister get a sponsorship for? And his soon-to-be stepdad fucks up the shoot by being a diva. Probably harder than a $100 question. Yeah, that's harder than a $100 say, question. I'm, but but I'm it's not like a guess because it's not it's a, coming to me right off the bat. Um, so it's not like something obscure. Yeah, let's go. This is just popping in my head for some reason. Let's go Pepsi. Yep. Pepsi is correct. Oh, wow. Yeah, Dang it's it. the shoot where he's like playing the piano with the sunglasses on. I just got, I got lucky on that one. You're just oh, the best. It's like an ocean tonight. When when you're Dang. on, you're on, you know? Louses. Yeah. All right, 2800 for Nate, 600 for Miss Thurman, 800 for Brian Banner. Miss Thurman, you are up. How many uh. options? Um, it's just uh, 200. Big time rip for 200. Yeah. This acting legend probably wishes he didn't announce his retirement and hang it up after starring in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Fuck. I think that was his last movie. It was. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Way to go out with a bang there. Brian, I think you're going to have a shot at this one. I don't know. When was the last time I saw League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? There's a bunch of old people in it, is all I know. If that uh, gives you a hint. I think you're thinking of Space Cowboys. What the fuck? No, she's not. <laughs> I think you're thinking of... <laughs> she's like, how could I think of something I've never heard of? I've never heard 13. 
I think you're getting um <laughs> Hugh 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 who is Neil Armstrong? <laughs> Not Neil Armstrong. He had a very illustrious acting career. Now I now I feel bad that I kind of like pushed you in the space realm. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize that's what you did. Yeah. Subconscious. It's the worst yeah. worst thing to do. Nate, do you have a guess? Uh, I mean, the only person I remember for that movie is Sean Connery. Yeah. That is what correct. What the fuck, man? Dang it. Yes. There we go. I'm probably the only one in this pod that has watched this movie in the last five years also. Yes, probably. All right, that, that gets Nate to an even 3,000, Miss Thurman at 600, Brian at 800, and Brian, the last question is big time. I believe I will go big time rip for 100, please. Good choice, good choice. This late actor has a daughter with former Dawson's Creek star Michelle Williams. I have no fucking idea. Oh, really? Uh, is it the guy? Uh, what's the dude from? Uh, it's a one hundred dollar uh, question. It's not the dude from anything. The dude from Mighty <laughs> uh, uh, Ducks. Wasn't he in Dawson's Creek? You think they had a kid in real life? What? Maybe I don't understand the question. Probably the not. Late actor. This actor, late actor, meaning he's not alive. Okay. Has a daughter. <laughs> With Michelle Williams, who used to star on Dawson's Creek. Oh, I see what you're. I see the question now. Uh, yeah, I still don't know. On the show and have the kid. Still don't know the answer, but I understand the question, which is, in my mind, that's a win. Okay. Yeah, we'll take that. I am going to give Miss Thurman a shot then. She should. Oh, shit. I just now understood the question. So. Weird. And I don't I'll know actors. Brian. Um, I don't. I have no idea. Who is Austin Powers? <laughs> no, baby. Nate, to you. Wow. Unless I just get extremely lucky here, this one hundred dollar question is gonna go unanswered. Uh. Damn, my bad. I thought uh, I did not know. I actually did. I just had I looked it up, but I, I could have been for this person. But so now I, I just have to think of a, a, a dead person. Yeah, basically. Um, there's only like six total. So <laughs> that is true. Um, and now I can't think of any. Uh, <laughs> who is Robin Williams? No, the answer is Heath Ledger. I did not wow. know that they had a child together. Yeah. Hmm. See, like I could have done a bunch of other things for Heath Ledger, but I thought, you know, like he played the Joker, or that would be maybe a little too easy. A Knight's Tale. Ooh, a Knight's Tale. What if I just wrote a Knight's Tale? <laughs> a Knight's Tale. Heath Ledger. <laughs> Heath Ledger. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Nailed it. All right. Um, I guess text. Well, hang on. Do we have? A, what's the best way to do this? Because if you text me, it's going to pop up on my screen. Just tell Stop me. Stop sharing your screen. Just tell me your way. I already texted you. Okay, so that's what you want to stick with? Yeah, I'm sticking with that. Okay. Let me, see, let me read. Okay. I don't know if it'll let me do that, but. No, it won't. Oh, God, Wait, there was what? a decimal. Yeah, there was definitely a decimal. All right, Brian has wagered $123. Miss Thurman, what well, would you go like? ahead and round up since I can't put the oh, decimal okay. in. Yeah, obviously. We're not animals. Come on. Brian, you have $800. You are wagering $124. 
I don't know Let's why. Let's do it all. Yeah, good choice. Ms. Thurman, she'll wager all 600. And Nate, what would you like to wager? Um, do it all. Don't be a pussy. 800. Yeah, do it all. 800? 800. Yeah, sorry. The other people are jumping in. 800. Okay. I think uh, if you could get something to write with, maybe this is a number. And we're going to okay. say close without going over wins. Okay. We have one pen. So. Here is the question. The question for Final Jeopardy. Jude Law seems like a pretty cool dude. He's 48 years old and still probably banging hot chicks on the reg. According to a quick Google search, which don't do that. I already did that. How many movies has he been in in his life? Closest without going over wins. And I gave you his age. I think he's been acting since he was about 19 professionally. Closest without going over. Price is right rules, guys. I have no idea. <laughs> Does Brian Hopefully have the answer? no one has an idea. I have mine written down. I have wrote mine down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Thurman, why don't you go first? What did you go with for how many movies in his life Jude Law has been in? I'm assuming this number is counting cameos. Oh, I, can't I, I, I did seven. Seven, okay. Whoa. Definitely not going to go over. That's uh, pretty low. Okay. But that's okay. If everyone else goes over, you win. Brian, since you were the second most with $800, how many movies do you think Jude Law has been in? <laughs> 62. Whoa. 62. Okay. I couldn't find a piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> and Nate, how many do you think? Uh, dang it. I don't know. That's too bright. I'll have Ashley confirm. 25. 25. 25. All right. So Miss Thurman says seven. Brian, 62. Nate, 25. Although uh, Brian was technically the closest. God damn Nate it. Nate gets it right it. because the number is. 58, or at least 58. You gotta be fucking Google. kidding me. I was four off, and I don't fucking get it. <laughs> the rules were stated before. I don't know. It was an know. aggressive play, which I, I appreciate. Good for Jude Law, right? Yeah, that's 58. That's pretty insane. Yeah, and that doesn't. That probably doesn't include his uh, TV appearances. Has he been in a lot of TV? He did that show on HBO. Was it? Oh, the Young Priest. Yeah, the Young Pope. The Young Pope. That's what it was. Yeah. The Young Pope. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's done a couple since then as well, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, congrats to all, but especially Nate Thurman, who I believe has never lost in two years of back to back movie series. Rig. Which. Brian, this background on Skype, you have to get rid of. <laughs> there, I don't have a background. You, well, you set something up to where it looks like we're all We're all in. sitting at a hibachi table. Yeah. Right. You're not for me. Okay, I switched to grid view. So, yeah, it looked, at first it looked like the Star Wars canteen, but it's definitely a hibachi. And we're the only people there, so it's like super awkward. I rented the place out for us. I thought you would enjoy that. 
It's very um, nice. All right, well, congrats to Nate Thurmond. Uh, before we move on, I know Nate, uh, obviously, huge Jeopardy fan in and of itself. Anything you guys want to say? This being the one-year anniversary of Alec Trebek's passing, kind of crazy that it's already been a year. I don't know, but also kind of yeah. not in a weird way. Uh, I mean, over the past year and a half, it's been said multiple times, but uh, just about time in general, it feels like an amalgamation of like, I don't even know what, because time is a weird construct since the whole pandemic and COVID breakout. But um, but yeah, it, it's crazy. that it's, it's been a year and we've gone through all the guest hosts on Jeopardy now. Um, shout out to a couple of them. Aaron Roder- Rodgers. I really liked him on there. Um, he maybe wasn't the most fluid, but you could tell he really wanted to try and do a good job. Um, and that was really cool. Um, we're actually a little behind on our recordings where we just finished with Joe Buck. Really like Joe Buck as a host too. He did, he did awesome. Had a lot of good energy. Awful? He's like, Joe Buck. I've really come around on Joe Buck. I have too, I think. I still think that if you go into a bathroom with, I still think if you go into a bathroom and there's eight stalls, nobody else is in there except for you, he's going to go right next to you. <laughs> just because you saw that meme one time. Yeah, and I don't think it's just a meme. I think it's true. <laughs> this is it beyond. Really what a weird way to judge someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interested to see where it goes in the future. But um, his legacy will, will live on with the new... Alex Trebek stage, which is named after him. So, so we don't have a permanent host right now, right? Like they still have no. one because the guy that they named, like he lasted like four seconds. Or I guess well, he the executive producer. There's, I mean, yeah, there were some things that came out about him in the past, and he stepped down graciously. And so um, they've got Ken Jennings and um, I can't remember her name, but the, the chick uh, from the Big lady. Bang Theory, right? Yes, yeah. what Banner said. Has there been any talk about LeVar Burton doing it? Did he guest host? I thought he did. There was a lot of people. I was. I'm glad you brought that up because there were a lot of people who jumped on his train, and I was not a fan of his. Really, I haven't seen him in decades since reading Rainbow. Yeah, the whole flow of the game was weird, and there were some like weird instances where like the <laughs> the contestant would say the answer, and there would be like a huge pause, like he wouldn't know what to do. He's like, "Yes, that's correct," and then they move on. Like. <laughs> What is going on? It was, it was weird. I don't know. Did he try to like bust out books in the middle of the show and they were like, no. No. No, he didn't do that. I mean, he's articulate and everything, so. But. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Brian, you can maybe apply for the job. Yeah, that would go Love over that. real well. Mrs. <laughs> Thurman, thank you for helping us out. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry that Brian cheated and Nate cheated. So you didn't win, but it's not your fault. Let's be honest. I don't have I don't have to cheat to lose. <laughs> that is true. Even if I cheated, I probably still would have lost. Same. So it, Nathan kind of had this one in the bag. As my little league coach used to say, anytime we would ask him what the score of our game was, we're all winners. As long as you're having fun, right? Hey, we're all here with friends and family, so, you know, we're all Yeah, winning. when a coach says that, I'm like, so we're getting our asses just waxed yeah. then, right? Cool, so that means that if there was a mercy <laughs> rule, this game would be over. Yeah, but they legally have to let us play three innings. Just let me know what kind of snow con I'm getting afterwards, and I'm fine. Grape's best. Grape's best. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry's good also. 
All right, well, that brings us to the second part of our show, which is our protein shake, also known as what have we watched lately? Guys, I've only seen three things since we last spoke because I'm getting balls deep in some TV here. How about you, Nate? How many things have you watched? Um, I think I hold on. Let me get my notes. I don't have too many. I've got three on here. Um, and one of them, I know is a crossover with you. Oh, perfect. Brian, how about you? Uh, I actually have one thing. We got pretty balls deep into a show and that is all I've watched the last seven days. Awesome. All right. Well, let's do a little round robin until Nate and I, uh, come together on this last one. I saw... Uh, the Eternals in theaters on Friday. The new, mm, I guess it's just is it as Eternals. bad as everybody's saying it is. Oh man! So here's the thing: it's like the best not good movie I've seen in a while. Mm. And by that I mean it's made really well. The acting is pretty good, but it is such a dense and convoluted concept and plot, especially for a Marvel movie. That it just collapses in on itself. Like, even, even when the final action set piece happens, me being like a diehard MCU fan, I was watching it just thinking, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it's just such a heavy, heavy con. Like, basically, the story spans since the dawn of mankind. It's a lot to go over. <laughs> it is. So it happens all in one weekend? Basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, just 40, 48 hours. If you're drunk enough, that's how it feels sometimes. And there's a lot of characters. Like, I think there's nine Eternals. Yeah, um, just seeing, like, the trailer, I'm like, can I keep up with all these people? And all, yeah, like, like the new faces. And, like, big names and new faces. I will say, though, they do a really, really good job of explaining why they haven't shown up in the MCU thus far. But also, like, why now? Like what like what has happened in the MCU that this is now the moment that their story actually makes sense. Hmm. And I thought the power sets were really cool. The visuals were good. But again, it's a it's a long movie, too. It's two hours, 40 minutes. Mm. And there's there's just a lot going on, man. Like two. It would have been like a good. Two movie. Wait, hold on. I hold feel on, like hold on. Brian, are you heard... seeing Jeff break up? Yeah, he was buffering okay. like, yeah. like dial up okay. AOL there for a little while, but I think we got him back now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry, my AOL C D ROM said I had <laughs> You need to put in you need to put a new C D in. Yeah. Yeah, so I put the new one in. I got version two. <laughs> we we picked him at Walmart today. So <laughs> need, we're good. I need another thousand so dollars. If, if you're... <laughs> If you're an MCU fan, I mean, it's you have to watch it. Um, I will say this, though. And this is not a spoiler, uh, but I am a little disappointed at how – and, again, I know the timeline of the MCU in terms of, like, release dates of things has been kind of fucked up the past two years, both with shows and movies, just because of, obviously, the pandemic and reshuffling of things. But I was kind of disappointed at how there's some pretty big tie-ins here, but none of them tie into, like, any of the recent – big overarching MCU themes or narratives that we've gotten. And I, I was kind of thinking we would get some more. So we still don't have any there. crossover from the shows to the movies as of what has actually been released. 
Um, it depends if you count Venom. Let there be carnage. I don't. Okay, well, then I guess not. But that directly ties in to Loki. Interesting. So, uh, but Eternals, I gave it a two out of five on Letterboxd. I, it's weird because it's not good, but I don't have venom and vitriol for it like I do in Iron Man 3. Does that make sense? Well, that's because okay. Iron Man 3 is not that bad of a movie. You're right. It's a horrible movie. It's it's not horrible. It's a decent middle of the pack movie. <laughs> we don't we don't need to go down that whole road. That can take a while. <laughs> Nate, uh, what what have you seen lately? Um, do you want me to hold off our crossover until the end? Yeah, we can just do that last okay. if that works. Well, actually, now that I think about, it, we have two crossovers. Anyways, um, I'll throw this one out there. Watched Coco the other day because it was Ooh. Dia de los Las Muertes, Day of the Dead. So, yeah. um, it was fitting. I don't even know when it was. It was a Thursday or Friday or something. Put that on. Uh, one of my – I probably ranked my Pixar movies at one point, but maybe a top five Pixar movie for me. I really like it. It's um, a great movie. Yeah. You know, classic follow-your-dream story. Um, fun little twist in there with the um, great-grandfather. Um, mm-hmm. It's been out for a while. I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Um, but going back – and this is a huge testament to Pixar, the animation, the the engineering there, and just the fucking fantastic job they've done for 20-plus years. Um, picking up the guitar in the past year and a half, seeing, like, the guitar playing in this and, like, the chords they're playing and the finger-picking, oh, yeah. it is fantastic. It is insane. Like So well done. It lines up so well. Like I legit think like whatever they animated in that is one hundred. It's almost like mocap. Yeah, it is one hundred percent accurate. Like the the left hand and right hand, the picking and the chords or whatever's being played on each side, it is is awesome. And just like the intricacy of all that shit is so awesome. Brian, Um, didn't it win a uh, an Oscar for something music, whether it was original? uh, Yeah, yeah, I think it was original original song. For Remember Me, I'm guessing. I mean, I believe it was Remember Me, but I want to say it actually wasn't even. It wasn't the English version. It was the the Spanish version. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, or at music. least that's at least that's the one that they sang at the Academy Awards. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, great, great underrated Pixar film in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, it was the Day of the Dead, so I was like, let's turn that on. Good flick. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I need to. Uh, I still haven't seen Coco. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, go watch oh. it. It's a good one. Yeah, not my proudest moment. Uh, all right, Brian, how about you? What do you got? Uh, only thing I watched, which I believe Thurman, I know you've watched it, and uh, I'm not sure if you have or not, Horns. Uh, but we have one episode left of Squid Games. I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's on my list. Guys, I. Maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just not smart enough, but it's good. It's keeping my attention. I don't think it's this, oh, my God, this is amazing, like everybody has been kind of saying. It's entertaining. It's keeping my interest. I I want to see what happens at the end, but I'm not like Jones in like, 
Hey, I gotta be at work in three hours. Let's watch this last episode. Eh, right. Just, it's fine. It I looked- think the acting is really, really good. I think as a English speaking and an American viewer, it at times can be hard because the translation, whether you're reading the subtitles or listening to the dub over, those don't match up. And then sometimes how that uh, a particular scene or line is delivered in the in the dubbed over does not match the emotions on the actors. And you kind of have to read between the lines a lot there. But I think the acting is incredible in it. So you yeah. can choose dubbed or subbed, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have both. Wait, so you have you, it, have, you have the English dubbed and the English subtitles? Correct. I feel like we talked about this before you watched it, or maybe it was with someone else. I can't remember. But I think the best way to watch it is just the Korean audio with the English subtitles. Like and, we watch Parasite, basically. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would and, agree with that. I'm, I'm doing – both, but I think it would be a you get a better representation of the actor's ability if you did it that way. Um, yeah, their emotions come through more in their words. Yeah, you're you're losing it a lot in the in the dubbed over. I, I will say. And I did. Yeah. I think it's eight episodes. We did that. We did the dubbed with the English subtitles for the first seven, and I was disappointed in myself. The last one we finally did just Korean audio with the English, and yeah, you could get a lot more feeling. I don't read fast yeah. enough to be able to do just that. I, the, in this show particularly, they go really quick. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Yeah, because sometimes when you get the dub, like the voice actors they bring in, like whatever they're doing, just isn't. I mean, that's a hard job. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's if it's not matching up, like if they're if they're not emoting the same way the actor is, you're like, okay, what? This looks like a like a yeah. gag almost. And I, I don't obviously know enough about. Uh, South Korean translation to English, but um, I know there's been a lot a, a lot of pushback from people saying that it doesn't translate perfectly. Um, and random enough, I actually watched a YouTube video on this today, and there was a woman breaking it down, and like some of the like curse words and things like that don't line up exactly, and like some of the um, not pet names, but like more intimate names that they use for people don't match up um, and get the right emotion. Is there any okay? Because I actually heard a little bit of controversy about this too. Is there any like issues though where like maybe I, I misread the tweet, but where like a character says something in the dubbed version, and if you watch the sub version, you're like, that's kind of a completely different like intent behind what they're saying. Yes, it happens. It, I would say very rarely do does the audio and the subtitles match up, but between the two, you can you get a pretty clear understanding of what they're saying. Uh, the few times where you're like, that literally is the complete opposite. Just by knowing what's going on in the show, you you know what they're trying to say. Yeah. I mean, I think people are nitpicking. Like That's you're watching really a, you're, you're you're watching a show or a movie that is from a different language. Nothing translates perfectly. So yeah. you have to kind of watch it all with a grain of salt and read between the lines, have a little imagination and be intelligent about what you're watching. Don't just take everything at face value. Yeah, and I get the people that, like, I watch everything with subtitles now. That's how I know I'm getting old. Oh, me but, too. Oh, 100%. But I, Nate, maybe maybe you felt differently. I had really no issues at all with Parasite. Like, no. Watching it. No. 
And I was super impressed. I think I've said this on the pod before. Um, like I don't rewatch a lot of movies. I watched that one twice within like a week mm-hmm. and being a foreign film. And like, I hadn't seen like many foreign films before that actually since, but it was really great. Um, and honestly, when you're reading those, I don't think you're getting all of it, but you're getting the gist of it. And sure. I think I think they did a good enough job to where they still got the concept of whatever the scene was or whatever the emotions were um, across on that one. And that's how I watched Parasite was the Korean audio English subtitles. Plus, it just makes me feel cultured. Yeah, exactly. Which is good. Uh, Brian, you said that was it. Just that show. That's all. That's all. We've got one episode left. I think I think there's nice. nine episodes in the season. We've watched eight of them. Powered through them pretty good, so uh, actually, I think as soon as we hang up here, I'm gonna go watch that last one. Yeah, I'm finishing uh, two shows. I'm almost done with, and that's next up. Do we know if it has been renewed for a second season, or does this seem like the type of show that's just a limited series, and we gotta hang it up after this? I haven't heard. I hope it's just one and done, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. I reserve my answer till after I've seen that last episode. That's okay. fair. Uh, another movie I watched because again we you know we talk all the time. Mm-hmm. This is sort of that nebulous time where like Halloween's over. It's not quite Christmas movie season yet. It's a whole separate debate we can have, but I like to give it you know at least like the week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But I'm in like this horror Christmas mode right now, which surprisingly is a genre that has like quite a bit of films to its credit. And I watched the 2019 film Black Christmas. This is actually the third uh, iteration of this movie. So there's one in the 60s. There was one in 2004, I believe. And then this one in 2019. And this one actually strays a little bit more, if you guys have heard of this film, from the previous two. The 1960s version and the 2004 or 5 is about a group of sorority girls who all stay home during um, winter break, like in between semesters. And it's basically like a cheap, fun slasher movie where someone is in the sorority house and they're picking off the sorority sisters one by one. And the mid-2000s one actually has Brian Michelle Trachtenberg, who is Harriet the Spy. And she's Holy also shit. Euro Trip. Yeah. That's crazy. She's one of the sorority sisters, and I actually really like that one. It's like a stupid, fun slasher movie. It's, it's, it takes place in one night in the sorority house, and it's like, you know, you can imagine the – it's just cheap, stupid kills. Black Christmas 2019, I – man, I hate to just be shitting on everything tonight, but I really disliked. Um, it strays from the previous two a lot, and I'm not one – I am not a Black Christmas purist. Where, where I'm like, well, you don't fucking take the title Black Christmas and put it on a movie if you're not going to be true to the source material. I'm not like that at all. But I came in thinking it was going to be like a cheap, stupid slasher film. And this movie really tries to punch above its weight. It has a very big message and an important message basically about rape culture in Greek life and how it's very pervasive in a lot of fraternities and how toxic it is. Which I think is all like an important message and one that needs to get out. But is this the vehicle that you really want to deliver that in? And I will just say in the third act, specifically the last 10 minutes, this thing goes so far off the rails into like 
some realm of genre that I don't even know how to classify it that I'm like any importance or like validity you actually had in the message you were trying to deliver, you just completely punted away because this thing gets zany and insane to like a, a level that I was not prepared for. Um, Imogen Poots is in it. You guys have probably seen in a lot of stuff. She was in like Vivarium and uh, what was that show with Mark Ruffalo that was on HBO? Uh, are you played a twin? This much I know is yeah. true. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, she plays uh, his girlfriend in that. She pops up in a lot of stuff. Really good actress. Um, she plays the main sorority girl. And then there's a few other people. Actually, Nate, um, the girl from uh, The White Lotus, the one who ends up dating the Hawaiian guy from the resort. Oh, really? She's okay. in it. Yeah, she's one of the main characters. And then, of course, Carrie Elwes from Princess Bride and Saw. Nice. And, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Tights. He is her professor in the movie. But again, I turned it on expecting a stupid slasher movie, and I got something that wanted to deliver an important message. And I don't know. It was just. There was a lot of uh, conflicting ideas about what this movie was within the movie itself. I was not a fan. <laughs> again, message is important, but. <laughs> Yeah. Like, if you're trying to give me a message on, like, racism, don't put it in, like, a SpongeBob SquarePants episode, you know? Well, have we tried it yet? Time and place. <laughs> we haven't tried it. Gary is a racist is what the episode is, and SpongeBob has to show him the error of his ways. <laughs> All right, last thing I had Nate and I shared. Nate, you got anything else? Um, Yeah, and really, I have three, and all of them. Actually, I have crossover with you guys, so I'll I'll knock two out real quick here. Um, this one I finally watched because it finally came on Disney Plus, and I didn't go see it in theaters. But Black Widow finally threw that on, watched yeah. it. Um, really good. What? Really Anna? good. Oh, really good. I, I couldn't tell if it was being sarcastic or not. No, I liked <laughs> okay. it. Okay, good. I was like, I was about to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um. Backstory was cool. Um, Thurmanly enjoyed it. I thermally enjoyed it. Wow, that's your new catchphrase. Ooh, I like it. Okay, I'll put that in the back pocket for later use. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was all really great. Like I said, I thought the backstory was great. Um, cool action. Um, the one that David Harbour's accent kind of. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> but he's so <laughs> it's a bit iffy. Kind of just buy into it. And I, I'll have to go back and rewatch it, but I feel like in the beginning, and maybe because they were like actually in America, I don't feel like he had the accent even when he was talking with his family. No, and he then did not. Later, yeah. okay, later in the movie, yeah. it became much more thick, and I was like, yeah. hmm, interesting. But a lot of a lot of good funny moments, uh, especially between the sisters. Um, actually, I'm trying to. Uh, I know the the uh, I know Scarlett Johansson's sister was in Midsummer. Uh, what's her yeah, name? Lawrence Pugh. Yes, there we go. She is dating Zach Braff, I believe. Zach Braff, which oh. is super weird, but wow. good for him. Good you know? for them. Nice. I really like that. Um, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it all the way to the end. Extra credit scene, great. Yeah, there's your TV tie-in, Brian. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just meant like thick, like from the plot, like this is a direct effect of events that happened in the show. Where I feel like that is. I mean, going is to, that not good enough for you? What happened? I mean, I mean, an end credit scene at this point. There's so many and they're so diluted. It's kind of like, oh, whatever. I think I would have gotten a lot 
more enjoyment out of it if all of this came or dropped in the original order that they thought because black widow is oh, probably to have yeah. dropped you know what three years ago so we would have known that uh julie lewis dreyfus was coming at some point and then all of a sudden she's dropped into falcon and winter soldier about a completely different issue than what we saw her talking about at the end of black widow so I just think that knowing she was already a thing and who she was at that point, when I when, when Black Widow was dropped, it took away from from that reveal. And also, I guess minor spoiler for Hawkeye. So skip ahead thirty seconds. But at the end of Black Widow, obviously she, uh, Madame Hydra shows Yelena Belova Hawkeye, and Florence Pugh is in two episodes of the Hawkeye show. So there's a tie in yeah. there, I guess. Yeah. Sort of inverse to what you were saying, but yeah. Right. Which, I mean, I'm still fine with. I, I'm i a sucker for anything that ties in with anything. I literally just watched like 162 days worth of Star Wars stuff because it all ties together. So it does. Um, but had that. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Great tie-ins. TV movie. There you go. Banner. <clears throat> and um, Invincible. Ran through yeah, Invincible, so I've been, been uh, texting horns on this. He turned me on to it, and whoo! I won't give any spoil, spoilers away because uh, I know it's, it's it's a pretty new series. Uh, it just came out earlier this year, so don't want to spoil it for anyone. But man, it does. I, I think horns has even said this on here. It lulls you to sleep like the first episode, and then it goes zero to a hundred real fast, yeah. and then it just locks you in. I ran through it pretty quick. Um, I think I watched it in two days. It was like over a weekend. I just watched the whole thing. And then, I mean, a ton of great voice actors in it. J, uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Mahersha Ali. Uh, yeah. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Walt Which, Goggins. Honestly, his character kind of take, like, takes me out of it just because it's so Seth Rogen. Yeah. Zazie uh, Beats from The Joker. Mm-hmm. Walt is Goggins it? plays oh, Cecil. Walt, Walt Goggins is great in this. Mm-hmm. I was calling uh, Walt Goggins. Yeah, Walton Goggins. Ezra Miller is in it. He plays like the creepy scientist kid at the college. Yeah, and then um, what's the? You may have already said this guy. Um, who plays like the cocky superhero kid? Um, not Jason Manzukis, right? Yes. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, of. Jason yeah. Manzukis. Clancy Brown is yep. the like the devil detective guy. Who he's great. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Maggie, is it O from Grey's Anatomy? Is I think mom? that's right. Place the other yeah, mom. Um, yeah. Which I thought was kind of, yeah, they have Asian actors who are playing the mom and son in that, which it just lined up that way, I guess. Which yeah. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, really great. Um, probably going into it 90% of the time or 90% of the people go into it, probably not exactly what you're thinking is going to be. And then, Last episode or two, uh, really cool twist um, and excited for season two to see where that goes. I think early 2022 is what they're saying. So, yeah, I think so. Uh, and Brian, this show is like right down your alley if you haven't. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. It's great. Uh, well, I was going to make a comparison, but I won't just not to spoil anything. But Invincible, watch it. It's awesome. Yeah. It what, a, uh, what where where do we watch this at? So Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay. Prime original. Based on what I, I don't know if it's a whole comic series, but it's at least a graphic novel. 
Yeah. Something like that. And then last thing I had, crossover with Jeff, which he knows. Yeah, so Brian, you're done, right? Sorry, you already Oh, yeah, that's right. He's done. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, So Nate and I watched You Season 3. Wife watched this. I watched about five minutes of it, and then I decided I am so fucking confused I need to go back in the other room. Oh, oh wait, hold you on. haven't seen any of you. You, you started to watching I've never season three. Any. Yeah, yeah about halfway through on this. No, 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 yeah. no. no. Oh, yeah, you need backstory on this. You need backstory on Joe. I hear great oh. things though. It's compelling. So do you can do you want us to not spoil it for you then? Are you going to go back at some point? Oh, guys, I love spoilers. It's about the journey, not the end for me. Okay, well, I guess skip ahead maybe like a minute and a half, two minutes, if you don't want you season three spoiled for you, because yeah. I don't really know of anything we can say about it. I mean, because all my it's, thoughts it's are tough. bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say this, Nate, I guess what I'll just start with is like, I thought this was like the middle three episodes, like three, four, five. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, maybe I'm just kind of desensitized to this show. I'm like, nothing really crazy is happening. And then it picks up pretty strong in the end. But I think for me, the strength of the show is just the acting is so good. Uh, yeah. And I know at some capacity, other shows and movies do this, but I think they, what the way they pull it off being inside Joe's head and his inner monologue is so great. So creepy. Um, there's a lot of great pauses that they use in the show, um, where he's just talking to himself, talking about the situation and showing like his true colors behind the scene. And this one really got into a lot of like his, I don't know, inner demons. I mean, he's had ton of, tons of those, but like all over the place because him and love are in a good spot. And then all of a sudden it just flips a switch and he's yeah. like, fuck it. I'm out of it. I'm moving on to the next thing. Um, and it was, it was an interesting transition in how quickly it happened, even though I know we're dealing with a sociopath. <laughs> well, I was going to say it's a weird thing because this show makes you root so much for the murder. Like, you're like, who do you want to root for? Please don't get caught. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, he's killed like six people. <laughs> yeah. What it's are you rooting a, for him? It's a wild ride. Um, the, the date night at their house later in the series with the other couple, which I won't spoil what all that shit because that's pretty cool to watch and all that stuff. But man, that was a weird dynamic. That was a nice little puzzle piece that they fit in there. Yeah. Um, and it's super tense right before shit hits the fan. Yeah. Cause you're like, do they know? Do they man, not know? I was like, <laughs> I can't tell. And, but I mean, it goes to a testament of what you were saying, like the acting in this. And then later on, maybe the last episode, um, when paralyzing drugs come into it and like them having to act through that and being very convincing. Okay. So if you just came back in, sorry, skip ahead like another minute. Cause yeah, sorry. We're still going real quick. Still going. Uh, so Nate predictions for, cause I think I know there are a few books, but I think since season one, they've gone completely on their own um, from the books. So do you have predictions for season four? Because in my mind, a few of the plot threads that are still out there, that they teased a little bit more is number one, Joe has, was that his half brother or who was that with his mom in the flashback? Do you think? Um, with like him. the child that she was with when he like refound his oh, mom, it's like a 10 year old or whatever. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, because I'm trying to line up like the ages on that now. Um, but yeah, it's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be a new kid. Yeah. So a, it, or, yeah. Maybe prob- like a half. Yeah. Half probably half. his half brother. So that, that kid could come into play or his, 
is his mom going to finally come back into his life? Because we still have not seen the resolution to their story arc. I think that's a, a strong possibility, um, especially since they had, they had a lot of flashbacks this season um, of him at school and kind of that struggle and his – well, I mean he literally even says it in the show, his mommy issues that he – oh, fuck, I have mommy issues. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, fuck, there it is. It's <laughs> um, a new one. Yeah, but I think we may see the same plot played out, and I'm not mad at it. He's going to be in Paris. He's going to f- be searching for who he's searching for. But then out of the blue, develop some some relationship with someone else. Don't know how serious he'll get, but then finally finds who he wants. He's like, well, fuck, now I'm in a pickle. Yeah, the second he sees the first hot <laughs> chick in Paris, he's going to be like, well, now I need your used tampons. Yeah, please and thank you. Okay, <laughs> this is weird. Um, one, one quick thing I will point out uh, I thought it was interesting. Actually, Miss Thurman pointed this out, I think, earlier today randomly talking about you but joe never killed anyone for love that we could think of like he's killed a lot of people and a lot of people for a lot of different reasons but and if you can find one that'd be great but we were thinking like he has never killed anyone specifically because of love or for love he's taking right. care of people she killed but he had never in the course of their courtship or marriage he had never killed anyone for her which is kind of interesting huh very interesting. Yeah. You know what's weird? I don't remember season two that well, I realized, after watching season three. Oh, me too. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, but I remember well, season one really well for some well, reason. I, I had to ask. I was I was asking uh, Miss Thurman earlier. I was like, who killed 40? I kind of forgot. Um, who did kill 40? It was a cop. Oh. Yeah, it was like a detective or something. I was like, I fucking cop. Totally forgot about that. Fucking firefighters. Yeah. Yeah, that whole season went off the rails from the, like the hotel episode where Forty like forced him to do drugs, basically. <laughs> yeah, he's tripping balls. <laughs> and then they had to like write their movie or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Great show, and uh, of course it's already been renewed for season four. I obviously the pandemic played a big role, but I felt like season three took almost two years to come out. Right? It took like forever. It was a while. Yeah. And the production schedule on the show can't be that long, so. It took him in. And, well, I know this and was... part of that was because season one was Lifetime, right? And then Netflix picked it up for season two. Yep. Right. So most people saw season one on Netflix pretty, pretty, what, only a couple months or so before season two was dropped. So then you had to go, oh, are they going to renew it? Now let's go through the whole process plus the pandemic. And the one tidbit I will throw in about – well, actually two tidbits now that I think about it. I know, yeah, it was original Lifetime. I think it gets kind of a bad rap of being a – chick series or or chick tv show fuck it we're watching it we're enjoying it so i've actually heard more guys be yeah. like yeah hey just you need fuck to check all the haters out. out there that yeah. first season also it's funny you'll see like you'll see where like the the cuts are for commercial breaks oh yeah they still do that i know i kind of like though. that i'm like it's it's on netflix now you don't have commercials but they still do that just like staying true to the original i guess it's funny well i still always appreciate how netflix again they drop all their series like in their entirety so yeah you don't have to end on a cliffhanger dude like i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. like you don't need to bring me back next week but they still do it yeah it's they're like, still keeping that same format you know they say date your wife that's basically what netflix does to us they have us in bed every night they know it but they're still trying which i appreciate yeah. it's cute <laughs> all right you guys have anything before we move on to the last part of our show anything we missed <laughs> that's it for me uh-oh 
And that bird brings us to the end of our show, which is our Do You Even Lift Bra segment. And uh, currently, the question and answer segment uh, that we are dealing with on Do You Even Lift Bra is, what are our top 100 movies of all time? And if you check in the description of the show notes uh, or the the info on the bottom, on if you're on Apple Podcasts, you will find a squad blog with a link to an updated Google Doc of all the bros, top 100 movie lists of all time, which we are counting down. We started this on episode 160, and we are making our way to see number one. And as we always state, these are not our lists of what we think are the best 100 movies of all time. These are our personal and special to us top 100 movies so where we pick up today and the spreadsheet will already be updated but nate thurmond is at his number 90 movie of all time and he's going to count down to 86 and then brian and i are going to jump in with one each because we're already at our 87th so nate you have the floor the or number 91 movie of all time where we last left with you was the 1969 true grit Classic Western. The OG. Yes. So what is your um, number 90 movie of all time? Number 90. Moving out of the, uh, moving out of the 90s here in a second. Uh, but number 90 for me would be the 2020, I think. Oh. Can I call it a classic? Yes. Whatever it is. <laughs> yes. I think it was 2020. Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. This uh, um, was number, I believe, 101 on my list. Oh, and I think we talked about this before we started doing the 100, or before we started talking about it. You were trying to get that one in there, just was right on the bubble. <laughs> um, yeah, Palm Springs 100, uh, for, I mean 90 for me. Um, really great, really surprising. And I know we've talked about this movie on the pod before. Um, but man, so rewatchable. Um, you pick up new things. You always have the groundhog um aspect groundhog day aspect to it but i think it's so much more than that um and andy samberg did a delightful job in this um i haven't been like the i mean andy samberg's fine never been like the biggest fan of him but he i mean he really carried this movie um and they get the nice cameo of jk simmons in it which is great and funny um then they actually have some touching moments in it too so it's a good mix um, surprised me when it came out. I'm probably going to watch it this week. Haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I mean, if you was if you describe the movie to someone at a bar and you say it's Andy Samberg and he's reliving the same day over and over at some wedding where he doesn't know anyone, you would not think at all that there is as much heart to this thing as there is. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot. There and is. Chris, Chris Emiliotti, of course, is awesome in it. Um, but the whole, I guess the time loop movie, I'm tired of people being like Groundhog Day ripoff, bro. At this point, I think it's a subgenre of movies, right? There's enough of them to where like, it's, we're not just all copying Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this, that, that's the go-to. And this brings, I think, enough uniqueness or at least has enough, uh, there's enough happening here. Like out, like it's not just a Groundhog Day paint by numbers. Like there's other things they're doing. Obviously the characters have much different motivations and there's more than one is it, is it a spoiler to say there's more than one person in the time loop that's in the trailer i think right yeah that's in the trailer yeah that's fine and that, yeah that's another cool thing like you you have people in it you there's other people that get brought into it so it adds a new dynamic um so it's it's a little different than any 
other time loop movie that's out there. Yeah. Groundhog Day might have been, I mean, one of the first mainstream films to do it, but others have certainly done it with uh, little wrinkles here and there that have and kept done it, it fresh. Well. Yeah. yeah. All right, number 90, Palm Springs. What's your number 89? 89. We'll try and get through these uh, quickly here, but number 89. And honestly, this is just kind of the way the number shook out. I would not have expected this one to kind of pop up around this area. It did. Definitely not a bad movie. I enjoy it. Haven't seen it in a while. Um, but remember the Titans popping yeah, nice. up. The 2000 classic. Holds up. I watched it uh, last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, just one of those great motivational movies. I mean, it's got Denzel in it. I mean, how are you going to go wrong with that? Um, and then you have a great supporting cast. Will Patton, Donna Fiazon, um, Early a Very Hayden, young Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere, yeah. And then also... Ryan Gosling, who can't gets cover in there. shit in the movie. No, he not not the greatest ball player. <laughs> Total ice ball player. cornerback. You attack him every play. You have to, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, coming coming together story, black versus white. Um, everyone working together. Uh, really, really hits you in the feels. Um, some great. Great motivational sound bites from it. Left side, strong side. Yep. I, mean, I could listen to that over and over again and see them getting hyped up. Um, but yeah, just a a delightful, delightful Disney movie right there. Very motivational. I think motivational. that's one of the ones that I think we can all say without really realizing it was pretty influential on our generation's life. That movie yeah. coming out and oh, like yeah. learning about things that happened then and relating it now like it just all around there you can't say anything bad about that movie right i was literally about to say the same thing as like maybe this won't make other people's top 100 200 movies but i dare someone to say anything bad about remember the titans let me know if they do yeah i'll, I'll, let them. I'll post something on twitter and see what i come up with just looking it up it was number 184 on my list and if you're someone right. listening like dude fuck you horn a sec why is it only that low on your list putting together these lists is hard yeah there's I, another 183 movies that he liked better like i could have on my whole list i have 1037 movies so it's in the top 10 percent yeah i think you, you threw out a good example if no one has heard it before but where's ant-man a movie you like where's that at let me double check here ant-man I think this is one that you did this i for. think there's a hyphen that's why when i control f yeah ant-man is 341 yeah, there okay. you go. And it's a great movie, too. <laughs> it's just behind Tag. The Tag. Comedy movie with John yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Remember the Titans, classic. 89. That's Denzel just being Denzel. Yeah. Like, give me, the, give me the ball and get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, I'll take this train to where it needs to go. Don't worry all about right. it. Nate, what's your number 88 movie of all time? 88. Guilty Pleasure coming in. Um, Serendipity, number 88. John I was wondering Cusack, where this would end up on your list. Kate Beckinsale. Um, and I I literally don't know what it is about this movie, but I can watch this over and over again. Jeremy, Jeremy Piven kind of adds some nice color in there as well as the kind of quirky, cocky, weirdly um, weird career choice, but obituary writer in there. 
Um, and there's actually a funny moment in that where he writes John Cusack's obituary, although he has not died just because he's trying to purge his feelings. Um, but it's a love story. Um, maybe a little bit of a controversial love story because they're in relationships throughout the movie, but Hey, yeah, they're kind of shitty people (laughs) a little bit, a little bit, but at the end of the day, fate is what ties them together. And I love the whole concept. And I don't even know if this is like played out in any other movie, but the way they want to find each other is leaving it up to fate, writing their numbers on a book, giving it to a used bookstore, and then writing a number on a $5 bill and saying, hey, if it comes back to you, then we're meant to be together. And I don't know why, but that that concept just really appealed to me. I was like, that is really awesome. Like, yeah, if by chance you find that book or you find that dollar, yes, there's no doubt you guys should be together. The $5 bill one is risky. Like, he would have got a lot of probably annoying phone calls. But I'd have gone to a lot of strip clubs. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's true. Big spenders, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing out the fives instead of the ones. Serendipity, we uh, every time you and I get drunk and we're out somewhere, we're like, you want to just do a broback review of Serendipity tonight? The, and we always want to intro the review with, it's the review that no one asked for. Nope, but we're doing it anyway. We're doing it anyway. Fuck you. And it has a fitting rating on IMDb of 6.9. Nice. Giggity. Beautiful. Uh, but yeah, one of those guilty pleasures made my top 100. Um, this is just one of those that makes me feel good for whatever reason. Uh, I don't want to tell you where serendipity is on my list. I don't, I don't want you to tell me either. Okay, good. Because I like it. I don't know why it's where it is. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's my – that's the alphabetical order one. Whew. No, it, it's fine if it's way down there. I don't – I'm not going to be offended. Uh, hey, it's 134 actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, right behind the original Jumanji. Oh, okay. There we go. So it's there actually ahead of Remember the Titans on my list. And again, these lists are just ours. It's ahead of The Departed. <laughs> Fine. It well, that was a shitty movie, so, you know. Whoa. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Fuck it. All right, guys, it was a joke. Fucking firefighters. Patriot Act. All right, Dos Moss here. Yeah, what's your number 87? All right, won't spend too much time on this um, because this has already been mentioned by another bro, um, Mr. Geiger, but it is Unforgiven, the clint eastwood 1992 nice. film so um if you haven't seen it highly recommend it um classic 90s western old gunslinger clint eastwood has to team up and um get back out there and kick some ass um taking one last job with an old partner um God, is there anything cooler than one last like time one, one last, last ride. ride no fuck it no. we'll do it live and i mean it's got Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, I mean, and Clint Eastwood in it in a Western. What more can you ask for? The um, Unforgiven clocked in at number 92 for Geiger. Yep. Yep. So pr- pretty close to each other on, on those. Um, but yeah, Clint Eastwood just goes fucking scorched earth at the end. Um, great, great Western. Sold. Clint Eastwood in a Western. You need hold my beer. I'm in. Haven't seen uh, his his newest installment, and I've heard very mixed reviews on it. So, don't know. Is that the Mule? Is that his latest? Something? Movie? No, uh, Cry Macho. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he directed that too. Yeah, he's uh, he's still pushing his movies. Good for him. But so he's did he out. did he g- direct or EP Unforgiven? 
Um, I don't. Yes, he directed it. He didn't write okay. it. Okay, thought so. I thought so. Yeah, because I want to say I read somewhere that in the Line of Fire, which I believe was '91, was the last movie that he acted in where he did not also either EP or direct. Random enough, I just watched that a couple weeks ago for the first time. I am actually about halfway through it right now. Great movie. Yeah, I think John Malkovich was up for an award or won an award for it, so he did. I a, think so. Yeah, did a good job. Good psycho job in it. It is currently streaming on HBO Max. If anyone's interested, there we go. Yeah, have to check that out. It's a it's a solid one. It's good. It's a good Clint non-Western for you. Yeah. All right, last one for each of us today. Six. Um, six. Nate, why don't you round out your? We could not have lined this up better, and it's kind of funny that this one makes it here. Number 86, No Country for Old Men. Oh, my God. So have oh, I gotten over the ending? No. Yes. But I think the movie is good enough on its own, minus the last five minutes that pissed me off, to make it number 86. Um, it's high praise, actually. It really is. I, I think it's a testament to the film, how it's shot, um, the fact that's probably been said over and over again. There's no music in it. Um, it gives a different chilling vibe to the whole movie. Um, and God, just one of one of those badass villains in in a western or maybe in any modern films I've seen. I know this is kind of a uh, a mixed western. I know I think some people call it that, some people don't. I think uh, it's a western. Yeah, yeah but I'll throw I'll throw it's it into a, that category. It's a western. Yeah. Uh, but Anton Chigurh, man, sends chills up your spine. And talk about like, a badass weapon that he has. I mean, like, I've never seen that in anything else, anything even close to that. No, it's got multiple uses. You can knock fucking deadbolts on a door out on it. You can just kill people with no evidence. Um, and, yeah, it's just a super – yeah, see, I would love to hear the backstory on how that was written in. Um, I was a like Coen Brothers film, um, so this is kind of – Airing on the other side of their darker comedies, I mean, this wouldn't even fall into a dark comedy category, but um, most of theirs have some humor in them. This kind of strays the other direction, but I'd be interested to know how that got put into it. And like, there's got to be some backstory, like someone knew about that or oh, yeah. knew about that device or machine. Uh, for me, two iconic scenes. There's the crunched light bulb scene where mm-hmm. Josh Brolin's in the the hotel. Yeah. And then, of course, the watch the Boshi Revolution, a coin toss. Oh, yeah. At the at the gas station with the old man. Yeah. And he's just like so confused. And has no, he's like, I don't know what's going on. And like the calmness of him when he's on the verge of killing somebody. It was just classic sociopath tendencies. And um, Barton, Barton pulled it off flawlessly. Yeah, that was, I mean, one of the first like real times i remember like realizing who javier bardem was mm-hmm. i was like this guy's kind of fucking awesome at acting might yeah. have a career in it yep number 86 all right banner what is your number 86 movie your number 87 was star wars the clone wars yeah really like Heard it uh this movie um is War for Planet of the Apes. Mm. Uh, 
really, really good. A lot of times, you know, by the time you get to the third movie in a trilogy, especially when it's a reboot, you're kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm over it. I think this might be actually, according to my rankings, this is the best movie in that trilogy. Um, Andy Serkis and Woody Harrelson are just absolutely phenomenal. Woody Harrelson just goes out there and shows that he can be a serious, good villain. Uh, where a lot of times you see him in a little bit more of a lighthearted character. He is fucking hardcore in this, uh, in this movie. Again, great way to finish out a trilogy that is essentially introducing us to a world that is run by, uh, by apes and how we got there. Awesome way to round it out and then kind of leave us in a spot where it can be picked up later on. Uh, going down the route more similar to how they did in the uh, originals back in the 70s. Um, visually, I think it's great, obviously, with all the mocap stuff that they did. Absolutely uh, phenomenal. And I actually thought, uh, uh, is it Timothy Zahn? Is that his name? There uh, Zahn. Who? I don't know. Uh, Who does he play? He plays like the the hell i can't think of it now give me a second where my keyboard go? i mean i obviously have harrelson yeah it's not harrelson it's Does he play uh, one of the monkeys yeah he plays one of the monkeys um toby kebble steve's on steve steve's on thank you not timothy steve's on uh <laughs> it's close that's how forgettable of an actor he is except he was really good in this don't talk bad about Steve Zahn. He's not talking. A, he's a national treasure. Yeah. Okay. Of what nation? It's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Okay. As, as One as of the know. island nations. Oh, all right. I always forget about those. Uh, so yeah, eighty-six. War for Planet of the Apes. Hmm. I don't think either one of you guys have seen this. I know Geiger oh. did. We did a review on it. Yeah, with actually one of the better intros of any. It was movie. a good intro, yeah. <laughs> but there's like subtitles, so some monkeys are talking. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, my number 86 to close us out is the 2004. A lot of good sports movies uh, tonight. It is the 2004 sports movie Miracle, starring Kurt Russell. Oh, uh, you love this movie. Ugh, just so fucking good, dude. Um. So the Miracle on Ice, again, the 1984 Olympics, United States versus the Soviets, nothing I was alive for or any of us were alive for. But, I mean, the call by Al Michaels, you know, lives in infamy on its own. But really just the story about the roster construction for the United States, how the team was not built to be an all-star team. It was built solely to have players who worked together on the ice and in line combinations that made sense to beat the Soviets attacking style. And on top of that, you added the political importance of happening at the height of the Cold War. Um, it's just incredibly well done. Gavin O'Connor, the director, I typically don't like his stuff like he's done The Accountant with Ben Affleck and a few other weird things. But this I mean, Kurt Russell's perfectly cast. A lot of non-actors, actually, as the hockey players, like guys that were just straight-up hockey players and didn't go on to actually have acting careers, but they're incredible in it. And there's an incredible line in this movie, and I kind of make fun of it when I talk with the Minnesota accent, but um, Craig Patrick, 
or not Craig Patrick. Um, what's the fucking oh, Jim Craig, who's the goalie, uh, is going through some shit. And Herb Brooks, the coach, you know, when he finalizes his team, he makes all the players take this aptitude test on paper. And they're all kind of like, you know, what does this have to do with me playing fucking hockey? So uh, Jim Craig doesn't take the test that Herb gave him. And, you know, like they're getting to the Olympic qualifiers and Herb's kind of getting pissed at Jim, who's just not playing, you know, the, the type of goalie he's capable of. And he tells Jim Craig, he's like, I'm going to bench you for Janicek in net. And Jim Craig has a line. He goes, Herb, is this about your test? If you want me to take your test, I'll take your test in his Boston accent. And Herb Brooks says, I want to see the guy in net who wouldn't take the test. <laughs> Fucking love that <laughs> I don't know why. He also has a really good line where he's like, that's my net, Herb. And he goes, you just gave up eight goals. That's anybody's net. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, good point. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, take claim to that net at this point. Yeah. Miracle. Classic. Classic. Coming classic. in hot. 86. Classic. Some really good hockey scenes, too. Like, we've seen some sports movies where you're like, dude, that doesn't look like the actual sport at all. But yeah. I think because they had real hockey players, this one comes across as pretty believable. Good All right, one. guys. Closing thoughts for episode 166. Nate, we'll let you go first since you are our back-to-back Jeopardy champion. Um, thoughts. Well, winter is coming. That's all I have to say. You should copyright that. That's good. Yeah, I don't think anyone else has ever said it before. So yeah, that's might as that's, well. Wow. I don't even. I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say after hearing that. Yeah. Brian, somehow can you find the words as you're mining iron ore or whatever you're doing on that? <laughs> uh, there's actually a uh, there's actually a jellyfish, but it's neither here that nor there. Not a, that was a jellyfish? Yes, that was a jellyfish. People oh, at home, Brian of... is so bored with my talking about Miracle that he's playing PlayStation 5 or whatever he has. Uh... Guys, pull her for emergency vehicles, please. Okay, we had an incident this weekend. Uh, everybody did what they were supposed to do. Everybody pulled over. Now, you did have that one dick that was like, all right, I pulled over. I'm getting back, and I'm just going to tailgate the uh, ambulance all the way. But it's then a dick. lead block, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a dick move, but at the end of the day, it's whatever. Like, I get it. You pulled over. You got out of the way. That was your job. Dick move, but I appreciate everybody in my hometown getting over for that emergency vehicle. It's what you have to do. You never know who's in the back of that or whose fucking house is on fire. It could be yours. They're going Wise to your words. house. That's true. Uh, I don't have anything. I'm kind of over my uh, left turn on the flashy yellow light. It just hasn't really been an issue for me lately. We always try to give like uh, driving advice on this show. So people come for their. Yeah. Cause we're the best drivers. Um, if there's someone behind you in the left lane, get the fuck out of the way. There's my advice. Yeah, there you go. Left and get off your fucking only. Get off your fucking phone. I can't believe in 2021 how many people still like don't have their phone hooked up to an aux cord. They're like holding it up to their ear. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's absurd. It's like a little ridiculous. Yeah. Even with the times. It's disgusting. All right, for the American hero Nate Thurmond and the mad scientist Brian Banner. And she left us, but thank you for participating in Jeopardy, Mrs. Thurman, as well. I am the mayor, Jeff Hornacek, and we are. I'd leave us, too. The <laughs> I don't blame her. Brian's like, I'd turn on my PS5. Oh, wait, I already did. Oh, shit. 
We are the Bro Four Squad podcast. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, coming soon, probably to Facebook Podcasts. Didn't know that was a thing. I got an email about it this week. So yeah, just saw that. I was actually going to discuss when we got off here. Meta Podcast. <laughs> what? Uh, also, their name. didn't Facebook change their name? To oh, Meta? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When does that okay. officially happen? Uh, by the way, no well, I, I think that they actually didn't do their research, and they were like, "Oh, that sounds good. Let's announce it." And I'm pretty sure there's already a company with that name. There's probably like ten companies with that name already. You would yeah. think. But... Sounds generic. Uh, you can find us on Letterboxd. Uh, if you type in Bro Force Squad as three separate words, basically into Google or anywhere on the internet will come up. And you can check out our website and our squad blog with our updated top 100 movies of all time list on our website, BroForSquad.com. Till next time, we'll see you out there on the roads. We will be in the right lane. You know what we're doing. Yep. Get over. Uh... <laughs>